Hello, and welcome to 7-Minute Explainers, your audio guide to everything you need to know about compelling and complex topics. I'm Lauren Hansen, an editor at The Week, and today I'd like to share the rather surprising story of America's first all-female government. The year was 1916, and while the country was still a few years shy of passing the 19th Amendment, selected states were granting women the right to vote. Oregon was one such state. The tiny town of Umatilla, Oregon boasted just 198 residents. As was typical of the time, Umatilla was run by men. At the helm was Mayor E.E. E. Starcher, who was elected into office in 1915. During the 1916 election, Mayor Starcher was so confident that he'd keep his seat, he didn't even campaign for it. After all, most citizens didn't even bother to vote anymore. And since no one had announced that they were challenging him, the town didn't even bother ordering ballots. The incumbent's re-election seemed all but inevitable. But what Mayor Starcher didn't realize is that there was a revolution brewing. Umatia residents were getting tired of the town's political complacency. Starcher's administration had frankly grown lax in governing. The local newspaper was keen to point out that laws were left unenforced and much-needed civic improvements were ignored. It was in this atmosphere of growing exasperation that the women of Umatia got together to hatch a plan. This small group of women, many of whom's husbands were running the town, met under the guise of a card party held at the home of Mrs. C.G. Bromwell, whose husband was on the city council. They discussed the particulars of who would run for which office. When it came to the highest post, mayor of Umatia, the women nominated none other than the mayor's wife, Laura Stockton Starcher. With their nominees chosen, the so-called petticoat revolutionaries agreed to quietly canvass for support without revealing their plans to their husbands. The election day turnout was abysmal, with only 38 votes cast for the mayoral position. But the women's coup was a success. Laura Starcher overwhelmingly beat her incumbent husband 26 votes to 8. Other winners included Laura Merrick for town treasurer and Berthen Cherry for elected auditor. Meanwhile, women also took the majority of the city council seats. In just one day and possibly just a few hours, Umatia's Boys Club government was replaced by a female majority. And no one was more surprised than the now outgoing Mayor Starcher, who said he didn't know anything about the plan until the afternoon of election day. The women entered office with a laundry list of reforms to tackle. In her first public address, Mayor Laura Starcher announced her plans to replace street lamps, clean up the streets, fix the sewers, and finally start enforcing the laws. Although some papers snidely mocked the women, the national media for the most part loved the petticoat revolution and showered the women of Umatia with praise. Unfortunately, Mayor Starcher's tenure was a short one. She was out of office in less than a year, departing after a series of so-called nervous breakdowns. Councilwoman Stella Palou replaced her as mayor in 1918, and the remaining members of the Petticoat government made major improvements to the town over the next four years. But as monumental a move as the female coup was, it also didn't last long. 
By the 1920 election, Umatia returned to an all-male government. As for the marriage between the two mayor starters, well, there isn't an official record of the couple after the election. But in 2012, a woman claiming to be the couple's niece said the pair did in fact divorce shortly after Laura was elected. And honestly, considering that Mr. Starcher demanded a recount in the days following his loss, well, a happy ending for the Starchers is hard to imagine. This fascinating piece of history comes from our good friends at mentalfloss.com, where you can go to find even more random, interesting, and amazing facts. And that does it for this week's episode of 7-Minute Explainers. Look out for new episodes every Thursday on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to hear more podcasts from the week, we also have 7-Minute Opinions, and this week I learned. You can subscribe to any of these on iTunes, where you can also graciously give us a review or a rating. Happy listening.